The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet now has you what you need to win today. Sign up today, bet 100, and get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's a sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it? Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November the 9th, which means we are here to preview already week number 10 in the NFL. I am your host, Ryan McIntyre, Moneyline Mac, joined by my partner and co-host, Mr. Justin Mark, a.k.a. J. Mark Football. J. Mark, how's it going, brother? It's going great, man. I uh, went to the casino on Saturday, killed it in blackjack, then Sunday... I know the Bears lost, but Justin Fields just looked amazing. Great game to watch. And then my parlay that I gave out last week on this show, Lions money line, Vikings money line, sorry, your commanders, and uh, Bears Dolphins over plus 665 hits. So odd mood. I am doing great. Yeah, no, and I was hoping your Chicago Bears were going to pull the upset. Uh, both our teams gave a valiant effort. Uh, I rolled on my lock with the Bengals. They Never in doubt against the Panthers covering that seven. Heartbroken that my uh, Washington Heineke's could not come through as the dog. But overall, another good weekend for us. Um, The Packers lost again. And this time it was Detroit. So like you said, that was your dog. And yeah, I I know I listened to the recap when you filled in for me with Rod. And things just keep on spiraling out of control in Green Bay. Well, and we talked about it last week. We said if they lose this game... They're done this year, right? No I don't doubt. think there's any bouncing back. I mean, they got um, Cowboys next. They have Titans after that. They're not going to bounce back and make the playoffs, are they? No, I mean, I guess this would be their last stand. Wounded animal coming in. It, they're playing at Lambeau. The temperatures are finally dropping. Um, so I guess the weather's finally going to be cold at Lambeau. Get some real football weather as you've been begging for, <laughs> for about a couple weeks now. That's hey, right. Uh, sh- yeah. Shout out to moon off in the chat. Uh, everybody leave a comment or if you got any questions on the slate this week, hop in the chat more than happy to answer as we go along. But yeah, no, I, the Packers, I mean, if they don't win this, what the three and sevens, uh, be their sixth loss in a row. I know, I know you're, uh, smiling from, uh, cheek to cheek on that one. Oh, absolutely. They haven't lost five in a row since 2008, I believe it was, which was Rogers' first year starting. So it's uh, it's amazing. I love it. Um, I, I hope to continue to see them lose and go ahead and, and um, escort Rogers out the door. Um, yeah, and yes, yeah. with Munaf in the chat, we should say something good about the Texans. So <laughs> They covered on Thursday. So uh, And, and Damian Pierce the, is a beast. Yeah. The so. New York football giants uh, this weekend. So another NFC East matchup 
and they got Washington next week. So they're they're going to the NFC East gauntlet right now. Yeah. Yes, there there is moon offs for everybody tuning in on YouTube right now. Fire background, y'all have their good vibes. Yes, yes, moon off. LOL, good teams win, great teams cover. So the Texans <laughs> did come through for us, D-Gen. So shout out to your Houston Texans. Uh, we need to put a poll on Twitter on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Who has the better beard once and for all, uh, Lovey Smith or Moonoff? Yeah, since he's here, I'm going to say Moonoff. Yeah, no, smart <laughs> answer, smart man. Jay Mark, uh, I can't believe we're already in week 10. Uh, I know we just did last week the pre or midseason awards. The season's flying by. Before you know it, we're going to be talking playoff seating, playoff scenarios. What is your, what are your thoughts heading into this week number 10, just previewing this slate? Um, yeah, we got a couple good games and a couple gross games again, some that uh, you don't even care to watch on this week 10 slate. But um, another takeaway, speaking of the game we're going to talk about first here, how good is your coach of the year pick uh, for Pete Carroll <laughs> looking right now? Like, damn. That was what? That was 50 to 1 at the time you gave it out? 80. 80 to 1. Yes, 80 to 1. Ar- wasn't our Arthur Smith was 50 to 1. That's I right. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, the Falcons are still in the hunt. Um, I know that they, the Bucks finally won a game. The Falcons have kind of spiraled a little bit in terms of covering the number, but they got a big game tomorrow night uh, to reclaim first place in that NFC South. Yeah, and they better win that because then the week after that, they play the Bears, and we'll chalk that up as a loss. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Um, we have another uh, foreign game this weekend, and I wish we had the Babel uh, ad read because then we could talk about learning our uh, German before we preview the Seahawks-Buccaneers <laughs> game in Germany. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick, before we get started, Munoff's got a question. Seeing Brady Rogers Stafford struggling, is this a product of a lack of offensive weapons, bad O-line, or combination? What do you think? I think when it's as bad as it is, it's got to be a combination of everything. Um, Offensive line obviously has been a big issue for all these teams. And, I mean, for the Rams, it's like it's Cooper Cup or nothing. They literally have no other options. Allen Robinson's been horrible, and they can't run the ball. As for Brady and Rodgers, they're just not playing at at an elite level. And I guess what we're finding out is that they needed to play at at an elite level with because their supporting cast just aren't that good. Would you agree with that statement that they're just not playing at an elite talent? Like their their stats are still good, but for Brady and Rogers standards, they're not. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, both of them, especially Rogers, he just doesn't look like he cares anymore. That's one of the things. And then yes. I heard I heard an announcer talk about this, and I'm going to steal it. Um, unfortunately, I don't remember which announcer it was, but they were talking about how these elite quarterbacks never play in the preseason, and when you have so many new pieces around you. I feel like those are valuable reps that you need to build so you can get their trust. You can get their rhythm down. Now you would think that you would at this time start getting some of that, but these guys just haven't been able to get on track. I mean, I, you could blame Stafford's shoulder injury. You could blame Roger's thumb. You could blame, I don't know, Brady's divorce. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can blame, but I think really it's just a matter of these guys are a little bit slower. They're a little bit older they maybe should have called it when they were up ahead. And then you have all these pieces that just aren't working out because, I mean, if you think about Rodgers, his contract is so big, they've not invested much else on offense. And it, it just it's biting the teams in the ass, really. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I feel like you are the 
expert that we need to call on every time we need to talk Green Bay Packers struggles because I you just light <laughs> right up and you're like I could go in depth about this I've been waiting about 10 years to dive into why the Packers are struggling because it seems like it's been about a decade since they've struggled like this I saw a little uh meme on um I don't know if it was Twitter or whatever but it was a little headstone and it said um 2022 was the death year of the Packers having a better quarterback than the Bears so Finally, maybe we can say our quarterback's better. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's hard not to argue right now that the future is more bright in Chicago than it is Green Bay. I mean, that's no doubt with the fields and that young talent. So we'll see how it goes this week and if the Packers, I guess, could get back on track. But they need more than just a win over Dallas to get back on track. So, But before we dive into that German Germany game that I talked about with Brady and Geno Smith, I want to shout out and get us paid win bet. Ready to win some money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards and right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts that are happening right now on WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-games on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win now. Ready to play? Sign up to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so that they know that we sent you. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And of course, offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older in the present in the state where you play WinBet is available. If you or someone has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's dive into that Germany game. The Seattle Seahawks, the first place Seattle Seahawks, may I add, at 6-3, and three, are heading to across uh the country uh, not the country the globe uh yeah i'm used to saying east coast to west coast with uh seattle going to tampa or going to florida they are going to take on the tampa bay buccaneers buccaneers finally off the losing streak are laying three points over under set at 44 and a half j mark where are you thinking for this matchup yeah, I don't understand how Seattle's the underdog here. I mean, they've been more consistent. They've been really a better rated team all year in my book. Um, it, you know, is Tampa Bay favored just because they won? Because, I mean, they took advantage of a bad Rams team and barely. I mean, they needed literally all 60 minutes to do so. Pete Carroll, 17-7-1, covering the spread before the bye. 6-1 as a 7 or less underdog. Tampa Bay two and six and one against the spread all year. And Gino, he's, you know, he's right now in the race for MVP, um, which is crazy to think, but he's playing, he's got this whole team inspired, I think. And the Bucks, they just, they're not looking inspired at all. So give me Seattle plus three. Yeah, no, I'm going to go Seattle as well. Um, I just think this market just keeps undervaluing Seattle and, I thought last week they might take a step back, kind of a sandwich spot coming off the big win the previous week over the Giants. Then they got to go to Arizona with Germany on deck. They didn't. I mean, they dominated that game over Arizona. I thought, like you said, I thought Tampa Bay was dominated by L.A. last week. I know they got in the win column because Brady was Brady at the end, a flashback. But 
I think the travel favors a younger and uh, more hungry team with Seattle as well. Uh, Brady obviously being in his mid forties, I think the, the travel all the way over Germany hurts them. And I just, I'm with you. I, I like Seattle uh, plus the points, and I, I'm definitely going to grab the money line. I'm seeing it currently at plus one thirty. So I'll take the Seahawks. I'm not fading this team anytime soon. They just continue to be a covering wagon um, going forward. Do you think the Seahawks can hold off the Niners in the West? Well, that's going to be tough, especially with the Niners improving with Christian McCaffrey. But um, yeah, I think you know it, it kind of. At the beginning of the year, four or five weeks in, we were like, man, Seattle, they, they look good, but they're getting lucky, right? I don't think we can say that anymore. I think no. this team is legit. I think they're going to continue to be competitive. Um, so it's going to be neck and neck with them and the 49ers. If 49ers stay healthy, I still think they're a little bit better of a team. But um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a close one. Yeah, and looking ahead to the schedule with those two teams – Obviously, they played in week number two, a game that San Francisco won. But that was, if people remember, that was a game where Jimmy G relieved Trey Lance via the injury. So maybe Seattle had prepped all week for Trey Lance and then Jimmy G, and it's a new offense. They're going to rematch uh, probably for the NFC West title on a Thursday night game on December the 15th. So, And that game's going to be in Seattle. So mark your calendars for that one. Most likely, the West is going to come down to that matchup. Yeah, absolutely. What a game, too. That'll be great to watch. Yeah, the 12th man will be rocking for that one. Yep. Uh, moving along on our slate, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. They are 7-1 and one after coming back in exciting fashion if you're a Vikings fan or a Washington hater. But they come back. They move to 7-1. and one, They continue to roll. Kirk Cousins, no shirt, dancing in the on the plane, enjoying a couple beverages, I'm sure. They're going to Buffalo, and all of a sudden we have issues in Buffalo with the status of Josh Allen. The Bills are laying three and a half, so this just uh, tanked right before we came on air. So kind of telling us that Josh Allen most likely is not going to play, I think, over under 43 and a half. So the over under went down as well. Jay Mark, do you agree that we're most likely going to see Case Keenum Sunday in Buffalo? I think the books are definitely leaning that way, and they normally yeah. know, like we were talking, they normally know before we do, right? Yeah. Um, but this morning, I grabbed this at seven and a half at one place um, on the Vikings. I've seen it at six, and now all the way down to three and a half. Um, this is going to be an interesting one, because I don't think the Bills have a dominant enough run game to lean on. So then it's a matter of, can Case Keenum beat his old team? I mean, there's a little bit of revenge um, angle there. And I don't know if he does this game. It's got the potential of being really ugly. In my opinion, I think we see under 40 points um, similar to the bills jets game. And I just, I think the Vikings can outlast them or at least stay within three points with case Keenum. Now, if Josh Allen plays, it's kind of a different story, but that elbow's messed up anyways. I don't think he's going to be hundred percent either way. So I hate doing it, but I'm going to go with the Vikings plus three and a half here. How about you? I would grab the Vikings right now, even at three and a half. And I'm with you. I grabbed it uh, close to a touchdown earlier in the week. Because I think if when they officially rule out Josh Allen, I think this thing will go below a field goal. If yeah. not a, if not close to a pick em come game time. And then I would think about jumping on the Bills. Because I do agree with you that it is a revenge angle for Case Keenum. Um, the Bills, I, I think Case Keenum is a serviceable backup. They have a good roster, good defense. So I think they can win the game, but I'm not going to lay more than a field goal 
uh, with the backup quarterback, even with that Bills roster, especially in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I no, mean, no, yeah, that crowd will will rally. I think where they yep. can find a way to get the win, but it, it's going to be hard to cover more than a field goal against a good team like the Minnesota Vikings. Agreed. And we've been so hesitant to call them a good team, but I know they just keep winning. <laughs> I know they, uh, yeah, they're, they're due for some regression, but I mean, I said that all last week and I, I thought, I thought I was on the right side. I was, uh, not prematurely celebrating, but cautiously prematurely, <laughs> uh, celebrating on Sunday. And then boom, uh, Kirk cousins reminded me that they're seven and one, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, what what are you? How are you handicapping this Bills team without Josh Allen going forward? I mean, can they even hold on in the division now if if Allen has to miss extended time? If he misses extended time, I don't think so. I mean, we've talked about this Bills team goes as Josh Allen goes, and um, you know we saw him. He got hurt last week, still played the rest of the game, but we saw him get bullied almost, pushed around by what I called the little brother, the annoying little brother. And then beat by the Jets. I mean, um, and I think that that's going to be the games we see. You're not going to see that dominant um, team that we've seen with Josh Allen. Now, their defense is still very good. Their defense is going to have to carry them um, because I, I just don't think this offense can do enough without Josh Allen. No, I agree with you 100 percent. There, it's. I hope that Josh Allen comes back. And I, I know I saw Adam Pelletier, our editor. Uh, tweet out today he was praying for Josh Allen's elbow so yeah no I as a football fan I want to see Josh Allen play I, I'm not a Bills fan I, I do like the Bills because I like teams like our two teams that have struggled and not won <laughs> all the time so they're easy to root for so hopefully Josh Allen can get back and uh get healthy so that he can get ready for a playoff run agreed Moving along in the slate, and here we go. We're going to Chicago, where the Detroit Lions, NFC North battle, are going to Chicago, coming off the big win over the Green Bay Packers. The Bears all of a sudden have an explosive offense where they score right. 30 points every game, and the over-under set at 48-and-a-half. Jay Mark, are your Chicago Bears going to get back in the win column on Sunday? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Justin Fields era, too. Like He's finally arrived. Um, and it's it's a thing that's giving all of us Bears fans hope that we finally, finally have a franchise quarterback that we can build around. I know Detroit's been good against the spread versus the NFC North, but that doesn't matter to me. I think this Bears team is pumped up. They thought they should have won last week. They didn't. There's all the stuff with how good Fields is and, um, you know, in every media outlet that you look at. And it's true. I mean, his passing has gotten better. His running is elite. It's some of the best that I've seen. Um, and they do a very good job at taking care of inefficient defenses. Now, Detroit, I would call them an inefficient defense. So um, except when they play the Packers, apparently. But yeah, give give me the Bears um at three and that's plus 100 on win bet right now so i mean plus 100 odds with three point favorites i'm i'm jumping all over that yeah and i i don't know if you've checked the weather i'm sure you have as a bears fan and uh it's gonna be 35 windy cold yep that's not when you take jared golf he the lions <laughs> right. are not good outside out of the out of a dome so I'm with you. I really like the Bears. I am worried that it is a little bit public, but at the same time, I this Lions defense struggles to stop the run, so I think Chicago will be able to establish the run. 
And the Lions are coming off a win. They don't win back-to-back games. And a win against the Packers. I mean, that's got to be like almost like a Super Bowl to the Lions with their struggles that they've had the past several years. Beating the Packers has to be a huge thing and um, like an emotional thing for them. So, yeah, I I think coming off the win um, and then the Bears coming off a loss that they think they should have won, I, I, I'm just – I think – I'd take bears up to a touchdown myself. Now that's the homer in me, of course, but um, yeah, three seems too easy. Yeah, no, we're seeing eye to eye. I think this is going to be lock potential when we get to the end of the show. So stay tuned for our lock dog and tease for week number 10. But before we continue on, I got to get us paid one more time. It is the holiday season. We said temperatures are dropping. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Christmas will be here before you know it. So get your holiday shopping done early at SGPN Merch Store. SGPN Gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the D-Gen in your favorite life. I really like the hats. I just got one myself. Uh, it should be here any day now. So uh, comfortable. To, they just redid the whole merch store. So make sure you go check that out. And plus, this is this is the best part. From now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. Yes, I said Dallas Sucks. As a Washington fan, I am more than happy to yell that from a rooftop. So that's the store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And remember, the promo code is Dallas Sucks. Dallas Sucks. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you go check out our merch store. Continuing on, too bad Dallas isn't in our slate now that I have uh, <laughs> introduced that I hate Dallas. And I, I know I'm probably going to get a raise for yelling that now from Ryan right. Sean with uh, their hatred for the Dallas Cowboys as well. I am rooting for Dallas this week, though. Just yeah, because no, it means Rodgers loses again. <laughs> Maybe they both can lose. There you go. End in a tie. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's uh, let's move along. We got Cleveland going down to South Beach. This will not be a cold game. Dolphins laying three and a half over under 48 and a half. Jay Mark, what do you think here? So this was a tough one. Um, it, it looks obvious to me, but I think that game last week for the Dolphins actually might have taken a lot out of them. I mean, that was a kind of a slugfest. Um, a lot of points that defense had to have gotten run down chasing fields. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the Dolphins coach told him to stop it. And then in the press conference, he said, I told him to quit scrambling. And then it was annoying because he didn't listen. I mean, he's just, yeah. he's such a weird dude, but he is Browns. Different. Yeah. The Browns have been a disappointment. They are seven and one against the Dolphins in the last eight, but that is not these Dolphins. These Dolphins are better. They're more talented. Cleveland's one and six against the spread after the bye. One of those things where, you know, that should be when you play some of your best football because you've made your adjustments. You've got extra time to game plan. They don't seem to do that. And then one last little thing for me, Miami's very good at home in November, six to one, the last seven November games. They're playing a cold weather team. So I'm on the, on the Dolphins at three and a half. How about you? I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I think you handicapped. I liked your handicap uh, initially where you were talking about, that Bears game, I thought, took a lot of, yep. and the Lions game. I mean, it's back to back emotional road wins where you sneak out by uh, field goal each way. Um, and, and the Browns are the fresher team coming off the bye after the big Cincinnati beatdown. I think they're able to run the ball and keep this thing close. And just looking at it, I mean, I, I think both defenses are going to struggle to stop one another. I think there's going to be more points, kind of like the Bears game, kind of like the Lions game with the previous two Dolphins games. So I, I, I'm looking at Stefanski. He's 2-0 and straight up off the bye week. 
So he's been good for the most part, I guess, with uh, extended rest. So I'll, I'll take a stab at the Browns to keep this thing close. Yeah, one other thing, um, Florida's getting ready to get hammered by another hurricane. It's not supposed to be as big as Ian, but um, apparently some of those seawalls are depleted from Ian, so it is going to affect people. Whether that affects Miami or not, I don't know, but if that does kind of um, affect them, that would throw a different angle at this game. No doubt, especially because the less Jacoby Brissett throws, the better they are. Yeah. Run the ball with Nick Chubb, especially everybody that's a fantasy owner of Nick Chubb. That's so, right. Yeah, no, if uh, monitor, we got some weather this weekend. You got to think about styles of play, who's good at running the ball, if it's cold, winds, um, hurricanes. So we got a little bit of everything this in this week number 10. Yeah. Nick Fortune in the chat says Dolphins win. <laughs> I don't disagree, but Browns cover. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, another. So that would be what? A third straight. Uh, Dolphins win by what a field goal where they win but don't cover if that happens. Yep. Yep. I do like uh Nick's back in the chat here. Player props, uh Hill and Nick Chubb over. So and, and Waddle. So I think that's a safe bet. Both these defenses are in fade territory for me. For sure. Moving along to the next one. We got the Denver Broncos uh also coming off a bye because they won in London the week before that. They're going down to Tennessee where this is a battle of struggling quarterbacks, to say the least. Yeah. The Titans are laying two and a half over under 37 and a half. That number tells you that these quarterbacks have been struggling. Jay Mark, you riding with the Vrabel home team or uh, you going to take Russ off a of bye here? Um, you know, these Broncos have been so bad and then they win before the bye. And mm-hmm. it's like, are they finally putting it together? But Titans just went toe to toe with the Chiefs with a quarterback that only threw it 80 yards. And I think we can all agree as good as the Broncos defense has been at times, this Broncos team in general is not the Chiefs. Um, And if we're, you know, we we always say home field advantage, they usually give three points. So we're saying the Broncos would be favored at a neutral field. That doesn't quite add up to me. Um, I I can't back this Broncos team right now. So I'm going to take the, the Titans with the two and a half. I, it was three earlier and that made me nervous of a push. So I like it at two and a half. Cause I think they win by a field goal. I'm going to go Denver. I, I love, I love their defense. I think their defense is really good. And I, you mentioned it was Malik Willis. He threw for 80 yards. Uh, he's, I think in two games, he's 11 of 27 for what? Like, just over a hundred yards, like they. Nothing good. <laughs> I just think Denver stacks the box and they win a game that just comes down to a field goal. It, this is going to be a low scoring, so I do like the under even at thirty seven and a half. So mm-hmm. I'll ride with the road team. What do you make of these Titans? I, I obviously they need Ryan Tannehill back because they are very very limited offensively, but yeah, for some reason they always get up behind Vrabel for these big games in Kansas City, the Buffaloes. So how are you backing these uh, Titans going forward? I mean, if, if Derek Henry can continue to um, dominate and they can just keep feeding him, I, I like them to keep doing well. Um, I've not been a Malik Willis fan since before the draft. I didn't think he was um, going to be an NFL caliber quarterback, unfortunately. Um, maybe getting Traylon Burks, he's supposed to come back. They're a rookie wide receiver. Maybe that'll help the pass game. I don't think it helps enough. 
Um, but yeah, I just, I think they are one of those teams where, you know, what you need to do is stop the run, you know, stop Derrick Henry and you can probably beat him, but nobody can. And this Broncos defense now without Bradley Chubb, I'm curious to see what they'll look like. Um, because he was a, a big part of that defense of theirs, you know, and they, they traded him away to Miami, which I think was a good trade because then they don't have to pay him. I don't think they're going to pay him anyways. They get a first rounder back, but I'm just curious what it's going to look like without him there um, as the linebacker. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then just a couple other trends as well with uh, Vrabel just reading it off. He's another guy that is really better as an underdog versus a favorite for some reason, kind of like Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco as a favorite in his career, 18 and 22 and one as a favorite compared to 23 and 14 um, as a dog. So those are ATS by the way, not straight up. So he, yeah, him and Shanahan back him as a, uh, for me back him as a dog, but uh, fade him as a favorite. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I liked, I liked your angle or uh, how your, your breakdown on Tennessee going forward. It's just, they got to get Tannehill back yeah. because I mean, you can't be thrown for 80 yards in 2022 in the NFL. Right. Yeah. And Tannehill doesn't even have to do that much, but you know, just um, throw them more than 80 yards. <laughs> yeah. No, no kidding. So uh, speaking of two offenses that are pretty limited, we're going to go to the steel city for our next matchup. New Orleans coming off the Monday night loss lane, two and a half in Pittsburgh over under 40 and a half. Where are you going here? J Mark. Does this game excite anybody? No. I mean, right? no. it doesn't me. This is one that I looked at. I was like, I this I don't care if I never see this game. Um, you know, the Saints just stomped by the Ravens. These two teams are basically playing for nothing. Um, but the here's the X factor for me. JJ Watt should be back. Um, yes. they've they've activated him from injured reserve. They said he's day to day, but he should be back. And we've seen, even though it was only one week this year, but we've seen he is a game changer. And the Steelers' defense is completely different when he's on the field. And the Saints can't protect Dalton either way. So I expect him, if he's back, to have a huge game. And I just feel like Tomlin's going to come out of this bye with a good performance. I think he's, you know, he's got a lot to prove to show that he's still an upper echelon coach. And, um, yeah, I think they're going to upset him. I think they're going to cover. So uh, give me the Steelers at plus two and a half. How about you? I'm with you. I'm going to take them outright. I think they're going to win the game. Tomlin off uh, six home games, uh, coming off a bye at home, five and one straight up, covering by almost 10 points a game. Uh, ironically, his only loss was to the Saints in 2014. So this is his one loss. So payback. And we always talk about how good Tomlin is as a dog 39, 16 and one ATS, 14 and two ATS at, at home. Um, Where uh, they're underdogs by seven or less points so i mean this is this is the time to back tomlin and you said tj watts coming back a little bit of momentum coming out of the bye and the steelers got to get on a roll if they want any chance of getting into the wild card or back into the wild card race for two and six so tomlin seems usually get better as the season go along and as the weather drops and temperatures and just pulling up the weather for sunday projected it's going to be in the high 30s with some some wind so i think that favors pittsburgh yep agreed especially with the Dome team in a short week for uh, New Orleans coming off that Monday night loss. Yeah, yep. I like it. This uh, this next one's interesting to me. Jacksonville is going to Kansas City. Kansas City's only laying nine and a half, and the over-under is 50 and a half, so expect points. Any chance Jacksonville covers this? You know, this is, this is a hard one because KC barely skated by Tennessee. 
And despite the Jags record, I think their offense is better. So I think yeah. Travis Etienne can have a good game against the Chiefs. And when you're running the ball, you're doing exactly what you need to do against the Chiefs. You're keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. So, um, you know, the Chiefs may be 6-2, and two, but they're really not that great of a team at covering, including no. not covering at home yet. So I think I'm going to go with the Jags here. It feels gross, but I think I'm going to go with the Jags at 9.5. And you mentioned it. It is gross because Kansas City is currently the most public team, getting over 80% of the tickets, 80% of the money. But the number's not weighing off of nine and a half. I think they're baiting you to take Kansas City. You mentioned it. They get bored against these teams that they know they're going to beat. And this is also a look ahead because they got uh, L.A. in primetime next week of the Chargers. Yep. So I think they're looking ahead. They're going to go through the motions, win this by about six, seven points. Um under Mahomes playing at Arrowhead back to back, he's uh, Mahomes is only five and nine eight ATS, so a trend in our favorite. And they just like you said, this is also Doug Peterson against Andy Reid, so former uh, uh, assistant versus uh, his head coach at the time, his boss. So I'm with you. I'm gonna take Jacksonville. I, I don't think they're gonna win, obviously, but I think Kansas City has issues uh, stopping this Jacksonville offense. Yeah, I do. And, and like I said, you know, the Jags record doesn't reflect it, but their offense hasn't been terrible. I mean, they've been able to move the ball, especially after trading James Robinson away and giving the ball just consistently to ETN. He has um, been very good. It's been a lot better than I actually expected he'd be coming back from that injury. Um, but I mean, he's getting five, six yards of carry. And if you can do that, slow the game keep Mahomes off, then I, there's no reason they can't cover this game. No, we're seeing eye to eye on this one. And the final game of our early window slate is Moon Off's Houston Texans are going to New York, the big city, the a Big Apple, and the Giants are laying four and a half only now. That number has come down from six and a half earlier in the week. Over under 40 and a half. What do you think here? You think Texas could keep this thing close? You know, they showed some fight against the Eagles on Thursday night. I was a little surprised, especially without their top two wide receivers in Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Um, but the Giants got to watch that game from home, right? They were on a bye. And if you listen to us before, you know that I'm really impressed by Coach Dabble. I think he's done a really good job. Texans are 6-19 on the road against teams with a winning record. I think they put a, together a, a good game against the Eagles, but that was a 14-and-a-half-point spread at the time the game closed. This is only five. Um, and so the Giants at four-and-a-half seems easy to me. It's really interesting to think at a neutral field, if you take you know, if you take those three points away, Giants are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That doesn't make sense to me over the Texans. So um, unless there's injury news that they've not released, give me the Giants. How about you? I think the Texans are going to keep this thing close, and I think the Giants are due for some aggression. I, I do agree that it is a little bit of a short number, and it kind of reeks, so that's why I'm taking the Texans. <laughs> I think the Texans, they just they're they're competitive. I mean, they with Lovey, they fight, they run the ball with Damian Pierce. I think this is a low total as well, so I think it's kind of telling you this is going to be a physical matchup, and weather in New York as well. We are looking at another game in the 40s, so colder game, good win, high winds as well. So I think I think the Giants, I think we're about to hear some 
breaking news on injury reports of why this game dropped from about six and a half to four and a half. So I'll grab the Texas plus four and a half, but I do think the Giants will ultimately win. Yeah, I, I hope it's not Saquon Barkley. I got a lot of shares of him in fantasy football. That, that's who I I mean, that's the main guy that I'm thinking it's the only one that would make line like that. Yeah, only one that would make sense because even if Dan Jones is out, I mean they rely on Saquon Barkley. Dan Jones. Dan Jones. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how the Giants come out uh with Dable out of the bye. So um let's transition into our final segment of the show. The lock, dog, and tease for week number 10. Where are you going for your lock? It's probably predictable, but I'm going to lock up my Bears at three-point favorites. Um, I, I just think they're a better team than this Lions, and they are trending up. That offense is clicking. They have another week now to kind of prepare with life without Roquan Smith, so hopefully get that defense a little bit better, performing a little bit better, um, and it, it's golf. Goff and cold weather. This is California boy Goff. So um, give me the Bears by three. I am joining you on your lock on Jared Goff sucks island. Give me the <laughs> Bears, it. baby, minus three. So we are on the same side. Chicago Bears, like you said, golf in the cold, coming off a win over the Packers. Great time to fade them. Give me the Bears minus the three. I think the Bears will just run the ball right down their throats. Yep, agreed. How about dog? Where are you thinking dog wise today? So I like a couple of them, but I'm going to do Seahawks. Um, it's plus 130. Um, I also I like the Steelers. So if for just a little bonus to make it a little better, I'm going to wrap those up in a money line parlay, which pays plus 380. So I like that almost four to one. How about you? Yeah, no, I, I'm taking the Steelers plus 125 on the money line. So a shorter dog this week and to give out my money line parlay that I like to give out each week. I kind of like that angle with the Seahawks, but I'll go to a different team just because uh, for our viewers. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to ride with you on that one. I'm going to go plus 380. Um, Seattle gets it done over Tampa and Germany, and then Pittsburgh gets it done over New Orleans. So we're fading the NFC South as our dogs. I like it. Where do you want to go for your tease this week? So I'm double dipping a little on my lock here, but yep. tease the Bears to plus three. Give me the Giants to plus one. I don't see them losing that game. And then the Vikings plus, well, I guess they're down to what, three and a half now? So they'll be plus nine and a half. That's interesting mm -hmm. to me. Um, I originally threw it in here at plus 12 because when I was looking at these lines, they were six-point dogs. Um, so maybe I'll change that. Maybe I'm going to do Jaguars plus 15 and a half. That's a big, nice number that there I think they stick close. So I'm going to I'm gonna change it to that. So Bears plus three, Giants plus one, Jags plus 15 and a half. How about you? I'm going to go to the Broncos plus the eight and a half. Hmm. I'm going to go to the Steelers plus eight and a half. So cross some multiple key numbers with both of those. And then I'm going to tease the Texans as well from four and a half to ten and a half. So get over that double digit mark. So three bigger dogs, eight and a half for the Broncos, eight and a half for the Steelers and ten and a half for the Texans. I like it. And really this year we've not seen a lot of blowout games. Seems yes. like the games have been a lot closer than in past years. So getting more uh, points there. Love it. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm with you. And, and anytime you can cross those key numbers of three, seven, 10, that's what you're looking for with those teases. So anytime crossing uh, your T's and dotting your eyes, there is always a good feeling as well. Absolutely. Jay Mark, uh, before we get up on out of here, tell everybody where to find you. 
yeah, follow me at jmarkfootball on Twitter. Um, and then check out Old Fashioned Football on the SUPN Fantasy Football, where we talk fantasy football and drink whiskey. And um, that's the one we had this past one, Burning Chair. So, yeah, go go check us out. You hear that, everybody? Listen to football and drink whiskey. What's better than that? What's more American than that? I, <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> I just got caught up on my episodes today looking for a nice fantasy football playoff push coming up here. You guys can find me at, on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac. Everybody watching on YouTube can see our Twitter handles as well. Um, we're still in college football season. Go check out the college football experience. Uh, MLB's done, so you can wait a little bit on the MLB pod. NBA pods and uh, NBA gambling podcast. go check out them. NBA's going. College basketball has finally started, so I'm sure you guys will hear me if you go tune in on that channel. The college basketball experience, we handicap every single game throughout this season. So plenty of action, plenty of stuff to bet on. And, of course, go follow uh, J-Mark at Old Fashioned Football for your fantasy content. Before we get up on out of here, J-Mark, you got anything going into week number 10? Well, just uh, make sure you follow Ryan's basketball picks because you hit a plus 1,100. I don't remember what team it was, but you hit a a plus 1,100 dog. it was opening. It was Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast won go. at USC. So yep. uh, yeah, they got San Diego tonight. So yeah, we're ha- we're handicapping all these games. Colby and I. Colby's a machine. So go follow Pick Dundee. <laughs> He's over at uh, the football experience and the uh, basketball experience. Other than that, all I got is welcome to the NFL, Justin Fields. Let's go Bears. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you go check out the Heineke's on Monday night at those undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. I may be tweeting out a plus 400 money line dog in an NFC East matchup. <laughs> but go. that's all. I, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, good luck with everybody with your bets this weekend. College football, NFL, week number 10. And don't forget to let it ride.